Scripture today from Romans chapter 5, verses 3 through 5. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character. Character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out, poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Well, we're going to jump right in. I've been talking about story and some things that I've been writing about story. And uh, I've got a lot of, I want to cover in this sermon. Uh, there's actually a handout that's uh, going to be in the link below this video or on the sermon page uh, that will kind of take you through how a story works. And, and there's also some scriptures there that, that I'm not going to get to cover and dive as deeply into this as I would maybe like to. But uh, you can find those there for, for thinking about this. Because what I want to talk about is how story works. And story has sort of rules or outlines. Think of it kind of like music. Okay, Music has uh, notes and keys and chords and timing. Okay, there's, there's, there's a lot of possibilities of creativity within the music. But generally, there's sort of these guidelines. And for story, there's the same thing. Most stories, almost every movie you've ever seen, has main elements of a, of a plot and a story arc. Okay, it's often made called the hero's journey. And I apologize if this ruins movies for you for a little while. It did for me when I learned it. Um, it, it sort of comes back, and you can appreciate movies sometimes more because of this. Uh, but at first, it sort of ruins and makes movies quite predictable, and a lot of shows and books quite predictable. Because there's this this common story. And let me, let me give you the summary, and then we're going to chop it into parts. Okay, in, in almost every story you've ever so heard, maybe even ever told, this is how it went. A protagonist or a hero has an inciting incident which sets up internal and external problems. The hero identifies an object of desire and gets a plan from a guide. The hero crosses the threshold and faces resistance in antagonists and unintended consequences. The hero fights until the all-is-lost moment, where the hero finds the strength for a final showdown. The hero returns, changed from the journey, and realizing that the object of desire was not enough. The character arc was the center of the story. Okay, that's my sermon. Let's, let's chop into the pieces now. Okay, let's walk through it, and, and uh, a couple times I will stop and try to outline a movie for you. Okay, a story begins with a, a character, uh, a protagonist or a hero, uh, or a lead sometimes they're called. If it's a group, there's normally one character that's sort of the center point. This is the person you identify with, it's the person you watch for, and you go on the journey with them in the film or in the movie. They may or may not be good, or they may or may not be healthy, but, but their lives have some sense of normal, and there's some kind of reason for you to identify with them. Then there's a disturbance, what's been called an inciting incident. Something happens to upset normal. Harry Potter gets a letter from Hogwarts and finds out he's a wizard. Okay, uh, Luke Skywalker buys some droids and it starts this whole long process of discovering uh, a lot more about himself. Sandy Olsen shows up at the high school where Danny Zucco uh, is currently part of the T-Birds. That's Greece. Okay, uh, this inciting incident starts the journey of a character to try to put normal back together. 
And, and you watch a movie because of the dramatic question that underlies that pursuit. How will this turn out? You watch to see what's going to happen. Okay, now, this sets up what's called an internal and an external problem. Okay, the driving force of a movie is always the conflict, and it's initially the conflict of an external problem. The external problem is the obvious thing that the character is trying to get over. A lot of times it's in the title. Indiana Jones is raiding the Lost Ark. Okay, Indiana Jones is on the Last Crusade. Marlin is finding Nemo. Okay, it's in the title. That's the obvious thing, the overall goal of the lead or the, the main character. Okay, but underlying that external problem is always an internal problem. Okay, the internal problem is what the story is really about. And it's normally some kind of understanding of this question. Um, does the character have what it takes? Do they have what it takes to accomplish it? Are they good enough? Are they strong enough? Are they, are they wise enough? Whether it's a comedy or a tragedy, a horror movie, the, whatever it is, the story is always about the internal conflict. Okay, the external conflict is just the thing that exposes the internal conflict. So what happens in a movie then is the, the hero identifies an object of desire. Okay, they, they pick something that they think, if only I had this, then I would win the day. Okay, um, sometimes it's an actual object like the Ark or the Undefeatable Wand. Um, sometimes it could be winning the girl. It could be a, a task. But, but if I just could do this, then my life could go back to normal. They're, they identify something as the solution to the external problem. And in most movies then, they meet a guide, a character who's been on the adventure before and who, who gives them weapons and ideas for the journey. Okay, the guide has gone through it, like Obi-Wan Kenobi or Yoda in Star Wars, Haymitch in Hunger Games. And the guide often has a clear plan, like Obi-Wan, trust the Force. Luke, just trust the Force. That's the plan. Okay, now, that's how the whole beginning of the story takes place. In a movie, it's pretty short, to, but, but it's actually what sets up the entire movie. Now, now I've been flying through these. Let me go back and take one movie and try to spell this out for you. And the movie I'm going to use is The Wizard of Oz because uh, it's kind of a movie that most people of various ages have seen, and it's a great example of how this works. So the lead character is Dorothy, played by Judy Garland. Okay, Dorothy's life is fairly stable. Okay, she's living in Kansas with her aunt, her Auntie M. And um, the, the action begins as... Uh, she has to protect her dog who's going to get euthanized. And she decides to protect her dog. She's going to run away from home. And uh, the question of the movie is then, will Dorothy get home? Of course, there's a tornado, takes her to this other place called Oz. But, but the question is still there. Will she get home? What's going to happen? But, but remember, th this is kind of important, that, that even though she's trying to get home, she, she doesn't Remember, at the beginning of the movie, she's, she's trying to run away from home. She doesn't even call it home. Remember, in the famous line, she, she gets taken in a tornado, and she looks around, and she says, we're not in Kansas anymore, Toto. She doesn't say we're not home, Toto. We're in, not in Kansas anymore, because she doesn't feel like it's home. In fact, why is she living with her Auntie M in the first place? What happened to her parents? See, it's not her home. Why is she living with them? What happened? There's a whole backstory we're not sure about. Okay, but it sets up the question, is she going to get home? And so she meets her guide, Glinda, 
the good witch of the north. She's she understands Oz and she has a plan. She gives Dorothy the object of desire. Okay, so the object of desire is you got to go see the Wizard of Oz. Okay, you got to go see the Wizard of Oz. And uh, what's the plan? There's never been a more famous, a more clear plan in a movie in the history of movies. The plan is follow the yellow brick road. Follow the yellow brick road. Okay, they, they're all singing follow the yellow brick road. Now Dorothy meets three companions on the way. Remember the, the lion, the, the tin man, and the scarecrow. Um, one doesn't know if they have courage. One doesn't know if they have heart. And one doesn't know if they have any brains. But, but ultimately they actually represent the internal problem of Dorothy. Okay, the question for Dorothy is, do I have what it takes to go on this journey? Right, so they are, they're sort of exemplifying her sense of, can I do this? That's the internal problem as she tries to get back, not home, she doesn't call it home, get back to Kansas. Okay, so let's keep going with the hero's journey then. Okay, we've done it with Dorothy, now we're back. Okay, so, so normally the character, the lead character, the protagonist, crosses the threshold. Okay, they, they, there's some kind of momentous move where James Bond says, I'll take the case. Or where we, uh, we uh, send the hero off on their journey. Okay, for uh, Dorothy, it's in Munchkinland as they send her off on the journey. This is a definitive moment. Uh, it's the moment that we celebrate the start, the leaving of the Shire. The, uh, the going out on the journey. After that, the character, sometimes with help from others, sometimes with guides along the way, sometimes with, with uh, sort of co-pilots uh, on the journey, uh, they, they face resistance. Okay? In other words, it's not easy to get where they want to go. Sometimes that's in the form of actual antagonists external to the person. Okay? There's a bad guy. Okay, the antagonist, the Wicked Witch of the West, Darth Vader, whoever the bad guy is. And so there's actually forces at work to try to stop the lead character from getting there. But sometimes it's just unintended consequences. Right? Sometimes as the character is trying to get what they want, they end up doing something to, uh, to make it so that you, you, uh, you, you're stopping yourself. They make mistakes along the way. Often in a story, there are uh, three attempts. Uh, in, in movies, a lot of times, there are even three locations. Okay, where Indiana Jones is in Venice, and then he's in Germany. and then, okay, So a lot of times, there's three different attempts to try to get what they want. And then the hero comes, at some point, to what's called the all-is-lost moment. Or the whiff-of-death moment. Okay, this is the moment where the character must make a choice. They, they hit rock bottom. They have nothing left. In action movies, a lot of times the character even looks like they're, they're dead at this point. Okay, there's nothing. Rocky's down for the count. He can't possibly go on. And from then on, the character must find the strength to get up and to continue. One of my favorite examples of this is in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, where there's a scene where Indiana appears to go off a cliff. And Indiana's dad and some friends are sitting there sort of mourning his loss. And in the meantime, down the cliff... Uh, he climbs up over and then walks up and sort of watches to see what they are looking at and what they're sad about. But in reality, it's him. Okay, they think they've lost him. So, so after this always lost moment, the character comes to a final showdown. The protagonist must must find the strength to go and actually face. And and a lot of times, 
they, they have a sense they're probably going to lose. It hasn't worked out so far, but, but I'm going to go for it anyway. And if I'm going to die, I'm going to die trying. So, so back in Oz, the Wicked Witch of the West is the antagonist, right? She's trying to stop this group from coming. Uh, whether it be in poppy fields, whether it be sending flying monkeys, okay, um, the the group finally gets to the Wizard of Oz, but they they need to go get the Wicked Witch's broomstick, right? So there's a new object of desire, kind of another level to the story. The witch thwarts their efforts with these poppy seeds, and uh, the monkeys capture Dorothy and Toto. This is the negative floor, the basement, the whiff of death, the all is lost moment as as Dorothy gives up hope in prison. And yet her friends come and rescue her. She must find the strength for a final epic showdown with the Wicked Witch. And she does, finds water, puts water on her, and kills, melting, melting, the Wicked Witch of the West. And so at this part in the story, then the hero returns. They come back from wherever they were on the journey, often bringing with them tokens from the journey, often lessons from the journey to help strengthen the community that they came a part of. And interest, a lot of times there's a celebration. Uh, Muppets take Manhattan. There's a wedding. A lot of times a wedding, Star Wars, an award ceremony, uh, a reunion of family and friends, uh, like Finding Nemo. Um, and a lot of times the guide comes in at the end and kind of reflects on the journey, which is interesting in Star Wars because... Uh, the guide has died, um, but yet they come back as sort of this force being. So even though they've died, they're there. Um, so there's a, a return, but, but, but the movie hinges on a very important lesson. The lesson that the object of desire was not enough. The thing that they went after was, was not, didn't do what they wanted it to. Okay, um... Indiana Jones finds the Ark, but it ends up just in some warehouse somewhere. Okay, Harry Potter finds the undefeatable wand, but then breaks it and throws it away because he doesn't need it. The story was never about the Ark. It was never about the wand. It was always about the character arc. Always about the character finding the strength. That's the real movie. Always. Okay, the, the Wizard of Oz does this so well. Okay. The brilliance of Wizard of Oz is really the ending. The group finds out the Wizard of Oz is a sham. They pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. And uh, the, the, the thing they were trying to go after the whole time is a farce. Okay, and, but, but he does have the, the balloon and able to take them, but, but Dorothy doesn't get on that. He, she misses the balloon trip. And so... Glenda the Good Witch tells her that if she clicks on these shoes three times and said there's no place like home, then she can be home. Now, the, the interesting thing about that in the, in the Wizard of Oz is she's been wearing the shoes the whole movie. Ever think about that? Like, she got those shoes way back in Munchkinland, which means she could have avoided the flying monkeys and the poppy fields and all of the adventure. But what was the problem? In Munchkinland, she could click her heels but she couldn't say, she couldn't say there's no place like home and mean it because it wasn't home. It was Kansas. She was trying to run away from that place, you see. So, so she had to go on the journey. She already had the shoes, but she couldn't say the words. That's the movie. That's the movie. If she clicks her heels, <coughs> she can't mean it. She has to make her peace with home. 
And I think, <clears throat> I think there's a lot that we can learn from this, this outline of the hero's journey. And it's so natural. We this happens in all of our movies. I mean, I I can take you through about any movie you've ever seen, and and even a lot of stories that you've heard people tell and that you've told. A lot of them carry on a lot of these elements and a lot of these orders. It's just natural to who we are as as people, because we all want to live lives <coughs> where we're heroic. We all have lost our sense of normal. We've had inciting incidences where. We got news from a doctor or a late night phone call from a child that rocked our world or a global pandemic, right? We, we, we've all faced problems and we've, we've all understood at times that the internal problems, the, the doubts and fears of am I enough, can I do it? That's, that's what the story is really about. Do I have what it takes? We all want a guide to show us the way. And we, we want plans. Like, give, uh, give me a plan. Give me the diet. Give me the system. Give me the workout routine. Don't we all identify objects of desire? Like, if only. If only I had that job. If only I had that car. If only I had that house. If only I had a different marriage. And so often we're <coughs> bad at identifying our objects of desire. The Bible calls them idols. Idols. We often struggle against people and circumstances where the world can feel out to get us, or, or we can feel like we're making mistakes, and we get the unintended consequences of our feelings and our shortcomings. We've all felt those, all are lost, all those um, uh, whiff of death moments where we thought we couldn't go on or we didn't know what to do next. We've all experienced the joys of weddings and homecomings and victories, Maybe it's been a while, but we've, we've had those mountaintops where we know in some way this is clearing us into what life is really all about. We all go through a character arc. And we somehow know, like what Paul is trying to say, that character and finding hope out of our character development is what life is really all about. Jesus is in the character arc business. He went through the ultimate all is lost or whiff of death moment on the cross so that we could live a life of transformation. The Holy Spirit is our guide on this journey. And I'm convinced that if we could start to think of life in these terms, start to read our Bible in these terms, that God has amazing, heroic things that he wants to do with our lives. May Jesus be the hero of our story and may God write for us really great next chapters.